Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel with Rockstar Millennial Podcast, and today we are honored to have Leanne Porter with us, who has just a, a remarkable story. She happens to be a leader of millennials, uh, but one that really engages um, with this generation and uplifts them, and those are the kinds of leaders that we like to, to get to know even better. So, Leanne, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. I love it. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Yeah. So, I'm I'm just your typical. I used to say stay at home mom um, with five kids. They have all almost all grown up now. Um, I'm the parent of millennials for the most <laughs> part. Uh, my kids range from 29 down to 14. So we're down to just the last two in the house. And uh, about six years ago, I started a nonprofit uh, to serve our, our little town. And uh, much to my surprise, it grew beyond our town to now serve nine counties uh, yeah. in this part of the state that we live in. Um, and it's taken me on many adventures that I did not did not expect um, and changed me personally as much as it has grown and helped other people. Wonderful. And your nonprofit is called Loving Bottoms Diaper Bank. Is that right? Yeah. So tell yeah, us. Yeah. Tell us about so, that. How did um, that get started? It's a remarkable story. Yeah. Um, so I experienced um, what we call diaper needs in our industry, which is basically not having enough diapers to change your, your baby as often as you would need to uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, my seven, my now 17-year-old was uh, six months old, and my first husband left, and I was suddenly, a, a, had been a stay-at-home mom, and I was a single mom with three kids, and needed to try to figure things out, um, and during pretty much the worst parts of my life, um, I was taking three kids around and the landlord was saying, go try to get this place on HUD. And they were saying, apply for food stamps. And they were saying, go to the child support office. And I was just going from place to place to place um, with my kids, telling people the worst parts of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and got some help along the way. Uh, but at the end of the day, when the kids went to bed, and I was alone, and that's when they kind of break down and, um, a little bit. There were things that I couldn't get, and that was the hard part. Um, there were things that if I didn't have cash, I simply couldn't get, and I wasn't a safety net for. Um, and those were things like diapers and wipes, laundry soap, dish soap, toilet paper, um, these basic hygiene-type products mm-hmm. that people often just don't think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I looked around at all the places that people would say you should go, the food pantries in your, in your town, things like that, mm-hmm. and nobody had anything. 
Um, and they kind of looked at me like, why are you asking for this? At least that's how I, my perspective was. Right, right. And I, I internalized it, that this wasn't a problem that anybody else experienced, that it was a problem with me not doing, not being a mom well enough, not, not doing my job well enough. And because uh, if there were other people that had this need, then somebody would be doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since there wasn't, it must be just me. Uh, and then you fast forward and, you know, life gets better and you start to get back on your feet and start to rebuild and right. um, got remarried, had another child and life was good and read an article online that I just came across. Uh, randomly, but maybe not randomly. Right. And it was talking about a person starting a diaper bank in another part of the country. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I realized that it wasn't a me thing. Right. Uh, and this was in 2014, so it had been 10 years. Uh, and that was the first time that it wasn't me. Um, that I found out that one in three parents are struggling um, to afford these, these products for their children. And uh, we decided to do something about it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, you grab your mom and your best friend and you say, hey, let's do this thing. Yes. And uh, we launched out of my house. And oh, here we are six years later and we gave away our one million diaper earlier this year. Um, you gave your way, you gave away, now. what's that number? Our one millionth diaper. One I know, I millionth just diaper. It like it's not a... Uh-huh. No, like it's a thing. thing. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> a million diapers, yeah. So um, it's about 20,000 babies um, that have received help from us. Um, some of those may have received it all, you know, multiple times. But, mm-hmm. um, but it's a lot. And it's a lot of, of parents that have a little bit of one thing to worry about at right. the end of the day. A little um, bit of peace. It's a small yeah. thing, but it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And you know what that feels like yeah. as a young mom that, uh, yeah, you you go to HUD yeah. and you get your food stamps and you go to different um, pantries. And, um, you know, as you say, all of that is in the very worst time of your life. And you have to keep explaining mm-hmm. about this worst time. And one of the things you cannot provide is diapers for your babies. And as a mom, uh, yes, that's what it is hard. What a tough place to be. And and one thing that women do uh, very consistently, and you said it too, is we internalize it then and say, Mm -hmm. well, it must be me. I must be just a bad mom because if this were a bigger problem, somebody would have already solved it. Um, The good news is, that's another thing we do well, is we say, nope, no one has solved it. It is a problem. I know what to do about it, and I know what this feels like. And when I get back on my feet, I'm going to fix this with my mom and my best friend, and and look at you go. One million diapers, yeah. 20,000 babies later. You're just, it's an incredible story, yeah. Leanne. It is, it is, and and then we expanded from there, and we uh, we now provide um, period kits because uh, we want to make sure that everybody everybody that menstruates can stay active um, in their lives, whether that's going to school, going to work, um, mm-hmm. that they just not have to worry right. about having something as basic as a pad or a tampon, um, any incontinence products for our seniors because they should live their lives 
as active as, as they want to they want um, and not stay at home because of lack of a depend. So mm-hmm. we kind of grew from the diapers um, mm-hmm. to some other things and it just, uh, it's just an awesome thing to see happen, but it has, it has opened up a lot of things for me and, and stretched me beyond anything that I thought I would ever um, do and right. given me opportunities to interact with so many different people um, across different different generations and it's just really cool. Um, all the people that have come across that I've been able to meet and uh, that have been able to be a part of mm-hmm. my story and our story through the diaper bank. You know, what are some of those areas of growth? Where do you see that as you look back, here's where I've grown and changed um, because of Loving Bottoms Diaper Bank? Yeah, I think the first thing I really got, uh, I didn't realize, a lot of this I came into with, you know, my high school diploma and I'm going to start this nonprofit and I have no experience in in the business world and the nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things that I just didn't know, um, that I didn't know. And I didn't know that I was going to be asked to speak. Right. That wasn't on my radar as being a thing. Right. Uh, so I found myself going, holy, oh my gosh, what is this going to, uh, and I engaged with our local uh, Toastmasters group. So right. Like, is there a place I can go to learn about learn. public speaking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so they, they broke out my eyes and um, and I do say y'all a little bit too much, but it was a great, they really helped me to uh, overcome a lot of my uh initial fears that that nervousness that you get one of the guys uh, there said you're always going to have those butterflies mm-hmm. the difference is going to be that you're going to teach them how to fly in formation and oh, I was like oh. I love I that I just like hung on to that yeah mm, I love and that it still is something that I say to myself before I go into places I'm like it is okay that I have these butterflies this mm-hmm. is natural mm-hmm. but but we've learned to fly in formation. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that was one of the things that um, was a big stretch for me uh, because I was I was terrified of that um, that public speaking aspect. Um, and then it just being involved with so many different groups um, yes. and getting to um, go and engage with you know, women's groups and mom's groups and mm-hmm. uh, church groups mm-hmm. and youth groups, like 4-H clubs and Girl Scouts and um, key clubs and different things at high schools. It's just uh, that has, I think, opened my eyes to a lot of different aspects of just people in general and given me like a whole different kind of love and appreciation for everybody Mm -hmm. um, where they are. Uh, We have so many youth that come and volunteer here at the Bible Bank for like National Honor Society and different things that they need through high school. And I joke that y'all are getting my hands cramped at the end of the night when I'm signing all their papers. But um, (laughs) I love love having them out Mm because it's it's so exciting to hear their excitement for the future, um, hear them talking about um, college or college tours that they're going on or classes they're struggling with or uh, teachers, different things. It's just, it's really neat to be able to just hear them talk about their lives and the things that matter to them and 
um, what's going on in their day to day um, and being able to just be kind of a fun place where they can come and volunteer, but also get to just be part of having conversations. And at that same table, um, we might have like um, our volunteer, Miss Shelley, who's, you know, like in her, in her seventies. And, um, you know, and so, so we've got high school students, we've got, um, Miss Shelley in her 70s, we've got other moms like me that are, you know, maybe in their 40s, maybe getting closer to 50. Uh, we've just got all these different generations coming together, uh, and having really cool conversations. And it's always, I'm just always in awe at it. and you and I have talked and, about this, um, the millennial generation, like you said, you've got children in that age group. You also have, um, you have volunteers and you have some staff folks um, as well. And I think they gave you some counsel about what would be dope t- to talk about and what wouldn't. And <laughs> you and I had to laugh about that. Uh, tell us what you see when you look at the millennial generation. What do you see there? They're, I, they are rock stars. They are. Um, they, they do. They, they inspire me. They get me excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not afraid to, to talk about real issues. Right. Um, about hard things. Uh, we had, we had a group out from, um, our local junior college and they were talking about their experiences as, you know, having periods and different things that they experienced at their high school. Um, mm-hmm. both things that teachers have said and different things. And they were just so open and so raw and willing to be so vulnerable uh, in hopes that it will, that somehow through these conversations, we can come up with ideas to make things better for generations behind them, mm-hmm. um, for younger siblings or for their daughters, um, you know, different things. And, and that, it just gets me really excited. Yeah how how willing they are to do that. Um, I think I was, at their ages, I was so wrapped up in that I needed to be what the world had told me I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, that I I couldn't, like, let those type of walls down. Right. Um, now, of course, I've found this, this point in my life where I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily anymore and I will say the thing um, but right. it took me a lot longer and it makes me excited that they are finding that voice so much younger um, and I'm honored when I get to be part of that circle um, and they let me into that space yeah. and they it's see so much in you as well um, you know so such a servant leader uh, that one that you you see the good in them and you're excited you know, when they're excited, um, but they yeah. also see the good that you're doing when they talk about living their purpose and what their purpose might be and where they're making a difference. And yours is yeah. so visible when you talk about donating the one millionth diaper and serving 20,000 babies and now expanding to multiple generations, um, you know, where you're helping young girls with their um, periods and pads and tampons and that sort of thing. And then helping our senior folks with, um, you know, what, what they might need for incontinence. So you've gone, uh, the whole gamut and, and that's real. And I think 
part of the reason they connect so well with you is because you are real and you are living a purpose, living your purpose and making a difference right where you are, uh, which is what they aspire to um, as well. So what's next for you, Leanne? Well, personally, um, <laughs> I'm going back to college. So <laughs> You're going so to college? Fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not just have, and there's nothing wrong with having just a high school diploma. So you can go, you can go do this. You can apparently go, you know, start a nonprofit and run it for six years with a high school diploma. <laughs> yes. um, but I know that there's a lot of, there's some learning curves that could have been smaller. Um, with a little bit more knowledge, so um, so personally, I'm I'm starting back to, to school later this later this week. Um, so I'm excited and mm-hmm. nervous about that all at the same time. My butterflies are not in formation on that yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, I love that. And uh, around the diaper paint, we are starting to see more volunteers come out as good. Uh, you know, COVID restrictions have gone down and. Uh, we are working on uh, trying to launch just a, a period advisory committee, um, sort of board, really engaging with um, youth and, and young adults. So we're really hoping to engage with um, our high school students, um, college age, um, young adults, mm-hmm. to talk to them um, and hear their voices and then help them learn to advocate for themselves, advocate for their peers and uh, get the word out about uh, what we do um, and how more people can be involved and how we can ultimately help more people. Um, but uh, we're excited about that because we're just, we're just trying to sort of launch that right now. So it's, it's fun um, and exciting. So where can people find you and learn more about you? So we are Loving Bottoms on all social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You can go to our website, just lovingbottoms.org. Wonderful. So what encouragement do you have for millennials, Leanne? So this was when I kept thinking about it. I was like, oh my gosh, what do I wish somebody would have told me when I was Mm -hmm. at the ages that they are now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think I wish somebody would have told me that you know, you're going to have to figure lots of things out, um, say like your career, your finances, relationships, fun, you know, friendships, um, childhood trauma, just the current experiences that you're going through. And you're not going to figure these things out all at once. Right. Um, or you're going to have to figure them out kind of all at once. It's like they're not going to come at you like one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I kind of thought, oh, I'll figure out my job, then I'll figure out this. And, and that one thing would feed into the other. Um, and it really, everything kind of hits all at once sometimes. And I, I don't think I fully knew that. Um, and that, like, in life, there's going to be moments that are just going to hit really hard. Um, and that are going to almost feel soul-crushing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when you look around, there are going to be moments that are more profoundly beautiful than you could ever, ever describe or express. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes those moments, they may almost happen in the same breath if you can just shift your perspective and try to find it um, in in the hard moments Um, because life is sort of that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
um, when, just, when it's hard, look around because there's something beautiful usually happening at the same time. At the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I did not feel good coming out of an abusive marriage and um, going through all the things that I went through. Um, but all of that brought me to running this organization. Um, so through really hard things, really beautiful things can come. Mm-hmm. We often talk about, yeah. as, uh, as I work with uh, breast cancer survivors, uh, we talk about the present and the gift, and um, you know, through the cancer journey, there are, we'd say in air quotes, presence, different side effects, different things that happen uh, as part of the treatment and part of the healing. Um, but to your point, as those as the presence happen, look look for a gift, because each time there's something wonderful that is happening too that can give you energy to get through the next. And and you embody that, Leanne. You know, you came out of some really tough things where a lot of people would have just put their head down and gone, you know what, I'm, I'm done. And um, you did just the opposite. You said, I'm just getting started. Yeah. And there's so much more I can yeah. do. And here you are now going, going to college and... Um, so you can keep growing and bringing others along in the work that you do and your, um, your mission here in your ministry. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible to watch. Um, I'm so grateful that you, you joined us, uh, today. We want to get your message out, want people to know about the incredible work that you're doing and, and what's to come because, Lord knows you're you're, you're not done yet. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what the rest has, but that's the that's the fun part of life. Is that yeah. it's always it's just a journey. You're always as long as you're you know moving and growing and um, being present in the moment, but looking a little just a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always going to be something new, a new adventure, and it's, it's usually amazing. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today, Leanne. We're so thrilled to have you. Uh, Thank you to our listeners. Don't miss a podcast. Uh, Be sure to follow us on rockstarmillennials.com. You can also hear us on iTunes and see us on YouTube. Thank you. Talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts. Submit a discussion topic or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world. Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Contact Us.